Rising up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast, a podcast where we discuss how having reduced insured Americans by 24 million makes America great again. But first, we discuss Drexel basketball. With me today, I have Marshall Fleming. Snubbed again. <laughs> Nick Intrieri. Back to the booze. Uh, Bill Martin. Hello. <laughs> and I am your host, uh, Leon McCodden. This is episode 9 of the 2016 2017 season also the, probably the last episode officially of the season and i'd like to just get started right away at uh some follow-up from the last episode where we had dear friends from always a dragon.com and talk about the caa honors in quotes uh i think we had a lot of <laughs> i think we had a lot of conversation about you know how who is uh, is is uh, is Kirk Lee gonna win Rookie of the Year and Rodney be on first team? Madness, uh, and uh, so on and so forth. But uh, as uh, things turned out to be, as things how did how did things turn out? How did they turn out? As things turned out to be, Rodney ended up on uh, not the first team. Nope. Not the second team. Oh, that's a bullshit. Nope. He ended up, unfortunately, on the third team. Unfortunately. And uh, Kirk Lee did not win Rookie of the Year. Ryan Daly did. Fucking bullshit. That is bullshit. Uh, and uh, last but not least, both John Moran and Rodney got academic honors. We didn't talk about academic honors. <laughs> Oddly, we didn't give a shit about Why didn't that? we not talk about I don't know. That? Why did that not come up? Why was that a topic of choice? That being said, I think there was a little bit of disappointment I felt in the air over there. And uh, uh, Bill, comments? Well, actually, towards the end of the season, I actually didn't think... Well, the way I ride in the end of the season, I didn't think he was going to win first team. But I made the better in the season, so I stuck with it. I did think Kirk Lee was going to win. He's better than Daly. I think he's going to be a better, better player than Daly over the course of his career. So I don't regret that one. But Rodney, over the course of the... Once Kari got hurt and once Overton got hurt, his numbers started plummeting. Like from He was third in the league in scoring. He went to sixth in the league in scoring. So towards the end of the season, I didn't think, think he's going to win. I, feel I like thought he'd be second team. I didn't think he'd be second team, and I was wrong on that. I think I was right. I think... Uh, you know, I didn't think he was going to make third team. I thought he'd be on the second team. but He should have been on the second team. Um... I didn't. I never at one point thought he was going to be on the first team. Yeah, but did you think any big men would be on the first team? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I just, I don't think Rodney was good enough to be on the first team. I just don't. I don't care what the stats say. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, care what the stats say. Forgetting your lack of caring of what the stats say. <laughs> if he was good enough to be on the first team, we would have won more games. That's so you're, you're telling me there's never been a very good player on a bad team. I'm not saying never, but it wasn't Rodney. Why not? So what what what, what determines a good player on a bad team? Does that have anything uh, to do with stats? Some wins? Some no, wins? No, 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 no. That's not what I, 
a good player on a bad team. What determines that? The bad team is being defined by no wins. <laughs> <laughs> a bad team, in fact, doesn't. Have I know. Well, okay, I, I think if you are last in the conference, you can't have a good player team. It is really, really, really hard to have a first team all CAA person. I'll say it's like I'll that. quote. No, I will quote like the Bible. Like what is it? they say something in the Bible like it is hard. No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. wait, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for this Bible. Quote. No, I'm gonna, no. Continue. Listen to it. Listen to it. Continue. It is hard. I think no. This is a great Bible quote. Yeah. yeah it is I, harder for. Uh, it's easier for a man to go through an eye of a needle. It's a camel. Than a rich man. It's a camel. Camel. That's okay. It's than a rich right. man to scripture. go to that's heaven. Okay. And that's how I feel. Something like that. No, the that's camel, what I feel yeah, about the last place. I rich man to have you, know, you know the quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I finish talking? Let, let I didn't interrupt you. No, 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 no. I didn't interrupt. <laughs> no, let me finish my point. Let, let, can let I the man point? that's speaking the scripture finish his thought. <laughs> that's how I feel about a last place team getting a person on the first team all CAA. I missed that point entirely. I can't <laughs> get the point. <laughs> what was the quote? I need it is a scripture quote. You couldn't get the quote because I kept interrupting. The quote is... It's harder for, um, it's easier for a rich man to go through that. I no, have a no, camel. No, 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 no. The eye of a camel? I have a needle. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want me to quote the no, scripture? No, no, no. Let, 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 let Leon Stop quote. it. Continue. Actually, let Leon quote. No, no, no. Continue with the quote. It is, it is easier for a rich man, wait, is that it? Yeah. Easier for a rich man to go through an eye of a camel than yeah. it is for no. them to get the No. <laughs> Please, 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 please tell me that Nick's vows are going to be Bible verses. <laughs> He's quoting directly from the Bible right now. Quote from scripture is that <laughs> it's easier for a camel to oh, go through the, the eye of an needle. e-needle oh, that's right. than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. That's it. And that's how I feel about a last place team having a first team OCA person. Bottom fucking line. I mean, wow. Point wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are we arguing about what the, I don't even know. the I don't, scriptural quote is? Or what Rodney should have made 13? <laughs> on that note, moving I, w- on. I was right. I'm going to go ahead. I'll concede the I was right. I was right. No, 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 no. I was right in every prediction that I said last podcast. I was the most right person. <laughs> you were the rightest of you all You know the what? Persons. I may be the drunkest here. You know, I may That's have, the, I have, may have the least amount of You're facts, but I was the most. <laughs> I was, I was more right than anyone else on the podcast. You're right. Okay. You're right. Let's you predicted that you predicted that Rodney wouldn't make uh, first team CAA, and you said that uh, Kirkley had a pretty low shot at making the CAA. You predicted and Ryan I, would. You picked Ryan. Ryan. I hated making that prediction. Wait, wait. I, I don't like did. Ryan. Did I think Ryan Daly sucks. Yeah. Did you pick Grant Riller as the possible? No, he picked Ryan. Daly. I picked Ryan Daly. Oh, picked Review Ryan the Daly. tape there. Pal. Only Grant Riller pick was Scott. But that being said, just to, just one last thing, and I really want to move on from this. Just one last thing. So, Bill, you predicted. Ian, you were wrong. He predicted and he was right. <laughs> Bill. Are you going to pay up? What? The no. 20 bucks. No, the caveat was that there's no forwards on the first team. There was no four forwards on the first team. So The caveat, unfortunately, was not made clear on the podcast. It doesn't matter. There was a caveat made that everyone else heard. You were there for I it. was the only other person there in that everyone. Okay, well, he was right. in my house. You know, I'm wondering. What I heard it. I completely agree with I you. I would like to see what the fans think. 
about whether Bill should all right, pay there us. Was, all right, I'll just say it for the fans out here, for all 20 of you. There was this thing that happened. <laughs> 20? He's, he's aiming big over here. Go I'm on. I'm for big. Um, Nick was very concerned about the bet, so he's like, okay, if we have an over 500 record, then it, the bet doesn't count. So I was like, okay, I get my own caveat, and I said, if there's no forwards on the first team, then it doesn't count. And was there any forwards on the first team? Unfortunately, the recording we have does not have that caveat. So we'll just, to your point, we'll just leave it at the fact. If anybody, whoever says that, how many ever know, there whoever was, gets more votes will win. Simple as that. And and for the, for the record, just for the fans to just remind you can make them, your on case. the second make your team, on the second case. team, we had a big man. That's true. No, make, one said, no one said shit about the second team. Was the be- did I I'm say sorry that, uh, that we no, did no, not. No, 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 no. no, we didn't lay this out in a contract. I didn't like put down all the stipulations. First team, to. second team, third team, blah, 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 blah. Basically, the spirit of the bet was if a forward was going to be taken ahead of Rodney, no. it, it would have to be Rodney because Rodney is the best forward in the league. That's kind of the spirit of the bet you were saying. You were saying that. Okay. You were said- saying that. If they have to put a forward ahead of Rod, or if they have to put a forward on any team, Rodney's by far the best forward in the league. He's going to get on. The only way he doesn't get on if they put all guards. I hear That's what basically you're saying. what you said. I hear what you're saying. But my and, caveat was there's no forwards on the first team. That is what I specifically said. There's no anything else about it. I said there's no forwards on the first team. The bet is null. Correct? You never I'm said first team. Go. First team was never quoted. Oh, I did say first team. I definitely 100% said first team. He definitely said first team. I, I get I get where you're going with the whole spirit of the fucking thing. I get it. I think you were saying too. But, but that, did the CAA, the did the CAA in their awarding of these awards think that Jarrell Brantley was better than Rodney Williams? Yes or no? Yeah, but that's not what the bet was. We have to go by the letter of the bet and Bill is right. And with that... We're done with the Rodney conversation. Go. We're going to let, if anybody says Bill wins, Bill wins. If anybody says Nick wins, Nick wins. And if more people say, more than one person says something, then it's the winner of both. And Either if it ties, it. Uh, it, it'll be up to my wife to decide. And I'm going to completely allow the fans to buy off Nick or Bill. Or Bill Bill and Nick to buy off the fans for their uh, votes. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about Kirk Lee being snubbed? Or I think we're all right with that. Fuck Ryan Daly. I, I think we can all agree that Ryan Daly is going to be a footnote in the end of his career compared to where Kirk Lee probably I mean, Kirk Lee broke the Drexel freshman record for assists and points. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are... I think the points record was 30 years old. I don't know uh, how old the other one was. Michael Anderson was from... I'm not even sure what year offhand, but... Anderson was 86, I think. So we're talking at least... It's almost the same amount of time. Yeah. So both those those records are very old. He broke both of them. He's clearly the best freshman in the league. I mean, I don't know why they gave him the daily. I'm a little confused by it, to be honest with you. you know, it's almost like an MVP thing, I guess, because Rodney is... With, with Rodney being on the team, Kirk Lee, to a certain extent, does get buffered. I, I guess, guess Ryan Daly was the best the player. The sole player. He was the only player they had. And on Drexel, Rodney had... Was probably the best player. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they gave that much thought into it. If you if you actually yeah, looked at the games, Kirkley's a better player. So that's even it. the stats, even statistically, he's a better player. He's yeah, I, a, yeah. That's why I think they don't. They didn't just they. Well, I think what they, do they base it on? If it wasn't about stats, 
And it wasn't about the I games. No, no, no. I think didn't Daly average more points and more rebounds? Yeah, but Kirkley averaged more assists, and he was right there with points. Points is not different. He was assist turner ratio was yeah. better. His three point percentage was better. I think they did it based on head size. <laughs> there, and well, that, that in that, that note, Ryan Daly way, way <laughs> bigger. Like a giant head. He's like a bobblehead. I, I think Dan, uh, we had our last podcast captured it good that you know he might not even be in on the first team or third team All CAA uh, in his senior year, but this is his time to shine. And Ryan Daly got it. And, uh, time will tell. Time will tell indeed. The only other follow-up I had from last episode was uh, you guys did wear your suits to the game. We did wear the suits. We did. How did we look? I thought you guys looked uh, stunning. I like the three-piece that Marshall had. And uh, I think Nick uh, and you you guys had that video that we did on the Instagram thing. I think you guys looked great. I had a little bit of commentary, a little bit of feedback received from somebody that watched the video that told me that, wow, Marshall, that guy's short. He's about the same height as Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was standing on the bleacher, right? <laughs> and I had to correct him. And I was like, no, no, no actually, Nick was uh, standing on the bleacher, Marshall. Who said that? Who said that? Uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> one of our fans? Yeah, one of our wonderful fans. Uh, uh, and I, I was like, no, 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 Marshall is actually, what are you, Marshall? Like six foot something? Six three. Six three. So. Oh, Marshall, oh. what do you think about this idea? We come up with a sprint. You know how like they have sprint football? It's under a certain weight. You know, you ever hear of that concept? Uh, like peewee football? No, 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 no. Like it's men's yes. football. I mean, Penn, Penn had a team. Men's, right? damn it. It's, but you have to be, it's for like smaller people. Like you have to be under like 180 <laughs> pounds to play sprint. We should have sprint basketball where you have to be less than six foot. Why would Marshall be interested? Yeah, why? So he'd, why he'd, be a, he'd be a coach. I was just wondering, like, who would you rather draft, me or Bill? Or, you know. Uh, I'm under six foot. Can I get drafted? Uh, I'll take Bill. <laughs> Bill, find, Bill wins. Bill wins, and, uh, Bill like wins all bets. No, but you guys look great. Yeah, anything else? I don't think Spiker noticed your suit, though, unfortunately. No, I don't think he did. I didn't notice his coaching either. Oh, oh burn with that. The game. The wonderful Drexel against James Madison. Arguably. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One more thing about the suit. Um, the, the best thing about the suits that entire weekend was that we made Travis, a Temple grad, buy a $350 suit because he thought everyone was going to be wearing them. And he didn't put it on once the entire weekend. <laughs> so basically in a series of emails... Nick sent out that we were going to go on a fine dining experience and that you needed to wear a suit. Required. It was required to wear a suit. Meanwhile, no one planned to wear a suit other than maybe Nick oh, and Marshall. Oh, me and Marshall wore suits. That, that being oh, said, okay. more people brought jackets than you think. Who else brought a jacket? Uh, Gerber did. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kyle did. No one wore the jacket. The only people that didn't bring a suit jacket was probably Bill and myself. <laughs> I guarantee you Preston brought a jacket. Yeah, he might. He's a classy guy. Yeah, Preston's a classy guy. I see that. Well, he spent $327. Nobody else bought a jacket just for this, though. The plus is that he bought a jacket for no reason. Not just the jacket, a full suit that he got tailored. Yes, he tailored up a suit for no reason. (laughs) That was good. All this is to say, fuck Temple. (laughs) 
So, anyways, the game. I'm trying to remember. Um, You're trying to remember the game because the game wasn't worth remembering. It was arguably. We were actually winning most of the game. The, the, the first half was pretty good. I would say we, from, from a box score standpoint, we did better in the first half. Uh, that being said, it was an ugly game. It was yeah, not a good game. game. What, from a last place team missing Overton, who you guys are higher on than I am, uh, and with a hobbling Iceman, what more would you have wanted in the first half? Someone to play well. <laughs> I thought Kirk Lee would have had a better first half than he did. Yeah. That Sammy would have had a better first half than he did. Kirk Lee didn't shoot enough. Like, I, I again, what I, I, I feel like the last before right before right before the tournament i was why did we not have kirkley and Curry just shoot kirkley shot 9 shots that game why wouldn't he shoot more kirkley should have been more aggressive when when your offense can really only run through two guys an entire game two and a half guys an entire game they're able to double down a little bit kirkley's shots came towards the end of the game when they were kind of playing a prevent style defense i mean he didn't start playing until the game was already over i felt too, I mean, I agree with that, Marshall. That like, I thought he could have been more aggressive. Up. Oh, I, I agree with that too. Maybe if he was four inches taller, he would be. There's, eh, he's fine. There's, I felt like there wasn't a single player who played well in this game, outside of maybe Kari, who was hurt and still contributed a lot of points. I mean, if you look at like the total points of people, like it looks like Mojica had a good game, but then you look deeper into it, and he played terrible early on. He really didn't start to turn it on until the end of the game. Kirk Lee was, like, invisible in the first half. I mean, Rodney was in foul trouble and double-teamed the entire game. You just hit the nail on the head there. Foul trouble hurt us that game early on. It hurt us, and I think that was a good game as an example to see how much we depended on somebody like Rodney, though. Rodney getting on foul trouble early that game hurt us more than you can even imagine. Because Rodney getting in foul trouble early kind of completely shut down our offense. Without Kirk Lee being able to take over the game at that point, there was nobody that could score. Sammy wasn't having a good game, and we were, we were pretty, the game was over. We were up 33-25. They put up 55 points in the second half. That means nothing. Is like we, Both teams had a shitty first half, as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned. We had, the, we had the better shitty half, sure. But they put up 55 points in the second half. And they would not have been able to do that if both our big men weren't in foul trouble. Both our big men pretty much fouled out by the end of the game. Yeah, if you have a Rodney and Austin fouling out, that's it's not going to be good for the offense. I mean, I'm looking at Sammy Mojica's stat line, and I'm remembering the game. He missed, so, he missed he was a lot of wide open Those 15 shots. points are not indicative of how... Bad of a game Sammy Mojica had. He shot 21 shots. He had six of them, and a lot of them were wide open. One for ten. Sammy scored most of his points in the last five minutes of the game, and the game was already over. Sammy yeah. and Kirkley. Both, yeah. Most of their points came. I was impressed the most at Akari. The guy had one leg, and he gutted it out. And he hit shots. He even drove and made a couple, made a bucket. He barely played as much six as he for six could. In the free throw line. I thought he was great. Their coach got thrown out of the game. He got in. That almost seemed throws. to help, oddly. <laughs> it did. They were better off after the worst. Co- the problem is, when you're the worst coach in the CAA, you getting thrown out might be a good thing for your team. The the, the best thing that I could take out of the last part of the season is Kari's play. I thought Kari was great when he could. When he, game. Before, 
Well, I guess before he got hurt, the two games before he got hurt, the William Mary game where he played really, really, basically won the game for us. And then the Townsend game he played well until he got hurt. And then he was out, which, and we lost, and we really missed him. We didn't miss, you know, I mean, I know we missed Overton, but we really missed Kari. Yeah, you know, Kari came back. Man. Yeah, but I would say. We he, didn't have Overton against William Mary, and we beat the fuck out of them. We had Kari, and he played great. And at the last game, like this past game, I thought Kari was really showed a great performance. I'm very excited about about him, about Kirkley going forward. Kari being aggressive is a great thing. I think the problem we had early on with Kari was he wasn't as aggressive. He'd pass the ball more often than I'd like to see. Kari in the last few games, especially after Overton went out, we only got to see two games with Kari after that before he, he got hurt. They were both better because Kari was being more aggressive. It was nice to see Kari more aggressive in this game. I wish he was even more aggressive. I wish he took more than eight shots. I agree. He led the league in three-point percentage. Yeah. Led the league. That means you got to shoot more. Yeah. That's what that says to me. Shoot more. So hopefully we see that next year. I'd love to see it. First year CAA tournament in Charleston. Uh, it was, uh, you know, we had a Richmond for like what I can only remember to be a millennia. And then we had Baltimore for three years. And then uh, this is the first year in Charleston. I got to be honest with you. First year down in Charleston, I had a good time. I wish a place where the basketball tournament was being held was closer to the actual city. Uh, It's closer to the airport than it is to the actual downtown area. So I do like wish that was different. But uh, because Baltimore, you were right there pretty much. But other than that, Charleston was a fun town. What do you guys think of Charleston? I like Charleston personally. I mean, it's the weather's warmer than it was here. Has like a decent history to it. The food was good. I would like this to get one win. One win, I would have been happy. <laughs> Zero I, wins is like we all thought we were gonna. Well, most of us thought we were gonna get one win. I didn't. I, mean, I, I think Marshall. I thought you predicted us going to the tournament, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, and I thought we were yeah, the first I, sixteen seed <laughs> to ever win it. Yeah, we're gonna beat Nova. Which Mount St. Mary's was actually keeping, not doing too bad. Nope, go back, listen to the recording. I admitted that I lost my mind. You're having a Bill memory. Nope. No one knows that is. <laughs> Charleston was cool. I thought uh, there's some great food spots in Charleston. Really great food, really great food. They got a good uh, street of restaurants and bars. King Street. Was it King Street? Yeah. It was, um, that was a good time going down there. Uh, a little bit of, a lot of history. Fort Sumner. Sumter, up. Sumter. Yeah. Middle-aged Charleston women were all over Money Blower. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Which women were these? Middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you guys think that, I know you had the, what is it, the Food and Wine Festival when you were down there in Charleston. We didn't get to really check it out, but is that going to be like, I think it's going to be there every year at the same time. It, it seems like, to yeah, be. I mean, is it? I think that's been going on a lot longer than the CAA tournament has, so I'm assuming that's not. You know what happened at the Royal Farms Arena while we were all down in Charleston this weekend? What? Uh, Amy Schumer performed. Oh, really? Yeah. We missed out. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what we got. Uh, that's what they for, subbed in for yeah, the CAA tournament. Or 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 Amy Schumer. Did she get more attendance? <laughs> uh, sure I would think so. Am I the only one that doesn't think she's very funny? I'm not the biggest Amy Schumer fan. 
I think Amy Schumer is funny, except for in the show that she used to host. But I hated her show, Inside Amy Schumer or something. Yeah, I'm I with Marshall. Her. I'm not. I'm not a huge. Jim Jeffries is my guy. I like Jim. I know Jeffries. you love Jim. Oh, Jeffries. really? I love Jim Jeffries too. But you didn't care for his TV show either, if I remember correctly. His TV show was like a watered down. Like I think if you were, you listen to his stand ups, you don't need to watch his TV show because he like tries to take some of his jokes from his stand up and, and like act it out. And I've already heard that joke. He just it's like a watered down Jim Jeffries. I just want to hear raw Jim Jeffries. Mm-hmm. I like this show. show a lot actually. <laughs> What was it called? I can't even remember. Legit. Legit. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, Charleston was a good town. I just felt very brown there. But other than that, it was a great I think, place. I don't think I saw another brown guy the uh, whole I, time. The last day we went to Lewis's Barbecue. There was an barbecue. Uber driver. The, Lewis's the, Barbecue. Our Uber driver was brown. His name was Muhammad. That guy was real brown, though. Yeah. You're, like, kind of, like, brownish white a little. I'm, yeah. like, uh... What is the what is that thing? Brown on the outside, white in the is it like some type of weird Twinkie? <laughs> a weird Twinkie. <laughs> a, weird t- <laughs> a devil dog. That's what it is. <laughs> devil dog. Or was that bloody? Right, right. I'll, I'll just stop right here. Before the, <laughs> Nick is about to go way off the tracks. No, <laughs> Google it. Google devil dog. No, no, I think he's got a point there. Uh, but it was it was interesting to take the CA tournament where you know into Charleston. <laughs> Uh, and I think we've had some good CA uh, stories, uh, tournament stories from back in the day. We've been going to CA tournament for going on sixteen years now. No, I get it. It's a fucking devil dog, but it's not like a Twinkie. That looks like a fucking Oreo. That's like triangular or rectangular. It's I the mean. same concept. Yes, yes. He's showing us pictures of uh, devil dogs now. Uh, I've never heard that before. Um. Well, so go. I know. I know. We had a few CA tournaments. Somewhere we went further than others. Marshall, what was your favorite CA tournament? As far as uh, not forgetting performance, uh, the best time you ever had. I think. Uh, I don't know. Favorite experience. It would either be just so happens to coincide with the year we made it to the championship game because we were in Richmond for a while and actually managed to find a spot that was decent. Um, at the tobacco company uh, and some good stories there, uh, not with you guys. But then I think when we went to Baltimore, especially that first year, uh, Baltimore was a lot of fun, but uh, overall weekend, I would just, I would probably say this past weekend was the best overall trip. We, I think we all stayed a day longer than we normally do. Best city of the three so far. So yeah, I would say, I would say this weekend. Yeah, this was a cool city. I mean, out of all the cities, it's I, I would rank it better in Baltimore, a little bit higher than Baltimore in terms of things to do. It's more south, so the weather was pretty nice. We had a nice place by the beach. Um, maybe next year we'll stay downtown. Um, but, you know, I, the beach house was pretty cool. We had a good crowd. It's nice to fly down. We get a little older. We spend money. We don't really care. Yeah, no. It, I, I can't imagine this working out. Like, as well, if we were younger. I'm wondering how this is going to affect Pack. Like, say we're a top four team. Yeah. Which is a stretch. But say even next year or the year after we're a top four team. In two years. Well, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, <laughs> I... <laughs> how long I just, of a drive is it? Ten hours? Eleven hours? Ooh, yeah, like 11, 12. We did... We drove to Miami two years in a row in college. Right, but it's not impossible, but it's 
That's a long drive. Plus, current students always have to weigh Drexel basketball versus Aaron Express. And as diehard as we are, I don't know if a 12-hour ride to Charleston to see Drexel basketball is going to outweigh getting plastered riding school buses in Philly. Is it always on the same weekend? I thought Aaron Express was over the yeah. course of two weeks. Uh, it's yeah, always been on like the same weekend, weeks. unfortunately, except for one year when we got a chance to go to Aaron mm-hmm. Express. Uh, I want to say it was like 2007 or something like that. 2008, I forget. But No, I, I, I had a great time. I thought this year was awesome. I think it worked out well because uh, even though we lost uh, probably the first round, uh, we had a good enough gang where we were like hanging out and we had stuff to do. So I had a great time. That being said, my favorite time it was nowhere close to this one. It was definitely the year we went, made it to the finals in Richmond. Probably the year with Robert Battle. It's hard for me to not have a very nostalgic memory of that. And that being said, I, I know you guys say Charleston was an awesome city and I, I you know, I, I had a good time there. But to me, by the end of the whole Richmond, it, like I remember going to the Super 8 and staying at Richmond and hating it, staying at the Days Inn at Richmond and hating it. But by the end of the whole Richmond experience, I kind of started to enjoy the city. Uh, I enjoyed like the the Commonwealth or whatever where, where we used suites that we used to stay at, the tiny elevator we used to pack up and like go down against the governor's what I, I think the Richmond the governor pretty much stayed across mm-hmm. the street from us we found a very good like arrangement we got finally. into a routine yeah there's a we couple of nice places of bars yeah there's a couple of nice restaurants by there there's a couple of nice food one places barbecue spot that one yeah. Day. Ethiopian uh, place Ethiopian place that we went to and the basketball court we'd found that we'd walk up to in the in the neighborhood that seemed like almost uh, you know like it was like the Row home, Phil, almost row home, Philly version of Richmond to me. I, I, I think I, I was just getting settled into like kind of enjoying the city of Richmond, and they like lifted it up and moved to Baltimore. And I've always got a soft spot for Baltimore. And I love, I, I like the few years we were there. But the Royal Farms Arena uh, was, you know, uh, you couldn't even get attached to it before it, they moved it out of there again. It's a uh, shitty name, the Royal Farms Arena. It's like the Wawa of. That area. Yeah. That's what Wawa is way better than Royal Farms. Wawa is better than everything. So <laughs> let's just, you know, it, the people say they're in the quick check for something and like you just, you know, hate yourself. But uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was just, I, you know, I just, I had some, I have some very fond memories of, uh, of, of ri- the Richmond tournaments we've had. But uh, unless you guys have anything else, I just, I did want to talk about the Drexel women's uh, uh, basketball a little bit. They made it a little further than the men's. Not too much farther, unfortunately. A bet, much better team uh, from a uh, statistical standpoint. But they made it uh, a little further. You know, unfortunately, they, they felt the same team that we did. Uh, the James Madison The Dukes. JMU women's team is better than the JMU men's team. Just put it out there. They're the, they're the second best team in the CA, whereas the men's one was not very good. But go ahead. They were better than us in both regards, though, right? Yeah, sure. You, you say us. Both teams are us. No, I meant they were better than us, meaning uh, James Madison team was better than Drexel yeah. in both, both regards. Oh, I thought you meant the women's team was better no, than the men's no, team. No. Both, both James Madison has one girl who's uh, she's pretty sick. I don't know if you 
Precious Hall, I think her name is. She was a beast. I watched her a couple times. She her name's Precious. I think so. Is that her name? Oh, do you know Marshall? Uh, yeah, Precious uh, Precious Hall. Yeah, I think that's her name. She was a, a monster. I mean, she was a player of the year. She was really good. I mean, Elon won them all, but and the girls to see if was Elon uh, the number one seed. Elon was the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah, James early was on. Number two and Drexel was number three. Early on in the season, uh, it looked like the team was going to do really well. The Syracuse win was big. Uh, Syri- it, it, the Syracuse win ended up looking a little less great as Syracuse kind of fell off a little bit. Um, but then what really killed us was we just kind of lost some momentum going into the tournament. We lost three in a row. We won the first game as we should have, but yeah. James Madison was better than us. Elon was certainly better than us if we had gotten to face them. Um, it'll be interesting to see next year when Drexel's hosting the women's tournament how we oh, do that. For that. Go, how do they decide who uh, hosts the women's tournament? I don't know the actual decision, but they pick like three years at a time. So just like they have us have the men's team in Charleston for the three years. They announced that the women's tournament was at JMU this year, next year Drexel, and then the following year at Delaware. Sucks. <laughs> What's Elon's uh, seed in the tournament for the women? In the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Did they win? They won the. Uh, they were the number one seed. So they won. Were they like dominating? They beat up on JMU pretty good. Yeah, they were far and away the best team. I'm actually surprised Denise Dillon hasn't been scooped up by somebody, though. Yeah, I mean, she's been a really solid coach for a long period of time. Good. I mean, been in the IT, been in the NCAA tournament. I'm surprised she's still here. I think I think there's slightly different priorities in women's basketball. Like, if you can have a stable gig, and A, I think Zilmer has actually paid up to keep Denise. I think um, I think that he has put. Uh, put the money out not just for her but for her assistants as well this this is kind of conjecture but also a little bit from what i've heard um but you you are right i would think from her side with her being the strong i mean i was an advocate for her coaching the men's team um but i do think that from her perspective i'm surprised that um she's stayed this long just based on the ability to make a tournament more frequently by being able to recruit um uh, higher level players at a bigger school, but yeah, teach their own. I know she's from the area. She played at Nova, so maybe she just really, really enjoys coaching Drexel. And I think they have the women's NIT game tomorrow night against Duquesne. Indeed, Nick, you're going, right? Are you going? I'll be there if you're there. Wait, no, I won't be. <laughs> then I'll, I'll be go. I'm down to go. I'd love to support them. I think it's uh, it's the least I can do at this point because there's at least an off seat in a postseason uh, a Drexel team that's actually playing basketball. Uh, I'd love to support them. I'll be watching for sure. Didn't um, Bill? Were you telling me that Duquesne's looking at hiring Bruiser? Maybe is that a rumor? Uh, that's pure speculation. I don't know. There are some people close on mine, but I don't think of it. I don't know if there's anything to it. I mean, Bruiser. He's had his year off. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. I would hope he gets a job somewhere. He should be on TV, honestly. He should be on TV. I think that's probably, you're right, Marshall. Yeah. That's probably the best fit for him. Um, I don't think he wants to be an assistant. I have to get a guess. I don't know who's going to give him a shot as a head coach. I would think like lower D1. 
Duquesne's kind of an odd spot, but you never know. But I mean, he'd be Duquesne is Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, Duquesne's so never been good. It's not like he would. He wouldn't have to compete against five up five other D one schools for talent. And Duquesne goes after a different type of player than Pitt does. I don't think they go after any player. It's a hard job. They haven't. When was the last time Duquesne's ever been good? Ever. It's a hard job. But I don't think Bruce is going to get an easy job at this point. It's going to be like he's either going to get very low D one. Yeah. Or a job that's going to have someone that's going to be hard to hire. Or TV. So with, I guess that's that's a good segue into the Philly.com. Uh, I guess they had a nice little piece on Bruiser uh, as a year off from Hoops that's published a little before actually we went into the tournament. And it kind of talks about what he's been up to in the last year where, you know, he's just kind of been enjoying life a little bit. You know, he's been going, watching a lot of practice. You saw him tweet from time to time. Even tweet after our pen game that he was like, Sam Spiker. He was hanging out with Spiker, exactly. Uh, You know, he was watching, he was uh, sitting across the LaSalle bench as the Explorers played uh, Rhode Island. And, you know, it seemed like he had a, you know, I can't can't imagine. He he went from a situation where he was coaching a D1 school uh, in the city of Philadelphia, which. Pride itself is only having five schools that play basketball in Division One, as the, you know the underdog, and then he has a year off where he gets to kind of uh, hop around and see what other coaches are doing right now. So it had to be a fun time for him. Uh, it's 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 a little bittersweet reading this just because, you know, uh, I have mixed feelings about the Bruiser era. There was. Uh, there was definitely some good times, sometimes where, uh, you know, we all agree that he got uh, probably the shorter end of the stick where we didn't get a, a bid to the CA, uh, NCAA tournament. But uh, that being said, uh, there was definitely other situations where we were like, what the fuck is Bruiser doing when it comes to the end of the game uh, or in some critical situation? So, but it was fun to read about him in a very different light where he's no longer the Drexel coach. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to read it, but. I checked it out. I mean, I think we all like Bruiser as a person. I mean, the guy is a great guy. I mean, I think he did a pretty good job with the program in general. He was always just like, you know, you talk to him, and he was very supportive with the program. And I think I brought this up on the podcast at one time, but I think we were down, and it was over to you, and, you know, um, we were getting yelled at by some of the fans, and Bruiser basically stood up for us with the security guard and basically told him to stand down because they were talking shit on him, and um, that he should allow <laughs> should allow us to say whatever he wants. So, I mean, Bruiser was a great guy for the entire time he was here. I mean, the results were mixed. We had some very good teams. More disappointment than uh, than we'd like to like. I don't know, see, but I mean, you want to see the guys succeed. I, I always loved his passion. His passion was always, um, you know, sometimes it would hurt us. Maybe with some of the refs here and there, you know, I don't know if over the long haul it was the best for our, our get us getting the calls, but I think it was good for us from a defensive intensity and standpoint for a number of years, from a um, recruiting standpoint for a, a large span of time. I, I always thought that we had better players than the other team most of the time, 
Um, so, you know, I, I'm hoping he lands on his feet. I'm sure he will. Bruiser the person was great for Drexel. Uh, he was able to sell Drexel. Um, he was good at a point where Drexel was really coming up as a school on a national level. He was great for raising the basketball profile in the city and to the extent that he could uh, scratch the surface of a national level, he was able to do that. But obviously his, his offensive game planning was the thing that hurt us most of the time. I mean, when he recruited well, he recruited well. I mean, we had some of the best players we in the history of the school. I, I would put some of that on the assistants, though, Bill. I, I think Ashley Howard does. I know, Marshall, but that still falls under the head coach. Like, no matter, I mean, no, no matter who you hire as your assistants, they're still falling under the main guy. I strangely agree with Bill on a point. <laughs> At the end of the day, the head coach is responsible. They hire the assistants. You know, I, you know, I think we had, we've had good recruits for all. You know, there was dips here and there or bruiser, but there's definitely – you know, um, a long span of time, we got good recruits early on. I think there was a dip a little bit. And then we had the Eligar, Crawford crew. And then there's a little bit of a dip. And then we had the Damian Lee. We had the Franz Massenat crew. Chris Fouch, um, Sammy Gibbons. Fouch, Gibbons. Um, but, yeah, no, he, there's no doubt he was a great recruiter. No doubt. He could get a high-level assistant job pretty easily. Pretty easily. I'm sure he could go to Kentucky if he wanted to. Calipari hire him in two seconds. I Even if Calipari didn't want to hire him, I feel like he could probably get a good hire, a great high-paying assistant job somewhere. He'd probably be a great assistant. I just don't know if he, after you know, 15, 16 years, however many it was, so being a head coach, if you want to go back to being an assistant, it's a little bit more of a grind. I wanted Bruiser to... Uh, unseat Zilmer as athletic director. I think Bruiser would be a great athletic director figurehead for the school. You talk about getting alumni involved and donating. You talk about talking up a school and all its sports. I think Bruiser would be great at that. Certainly better than Zilmer with his psych degree. (laughs) What's wrong with a psych degree? Nothing. If you're going to be a psychologist, if you're going to be an athletic director, eh, it's not that great. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's a palestra historian, apparently. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they did that bullshit documentary on the palestra a couple of years ago, and Zilmer, for some reason, was in it. It'll be interesting to see what Bruiser does, though. I mean, I feel like he's going to land on his feet somewhere. He's, I mean, he's built for TV. The guy's on TV. He'll do a great job. Um, I can see him in a lower D1 school, so, you know. Something should happen this year. I think he's been paid for the past year by Drexel, so I think he was just enjoying himself and relaxing and taking in some sights of some different schools. Yeah, no. I, it, why not? Why why not enjoy your severance package, as they say, in the corporate world? So. Sometimes you can double dip. He didn't, he didn't, he... Sometimes you have enough real estate investments where you don't have to double dip. <laughs> thing I thought was interesting about that article was he uh, mentioned that it's kind of, um, I guess, like, taboo for coaches to go to a home game go to the team that they were just let go from uh home game in person the year after they were let go which makes sense but i didn't really think about it so that that was interesting to read yeah i saw it too marshall i, I it, it is interesting because you figure like okay you go there it's a lot of the players you recruited so you don't want to like take away from the current coach 
Yeah, I especially guess. since it kind of ended on like I mean, I think Bruiser knew it was coming at that point. I mean, I mean, he had to know. No, I'm I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he knew. That said, anybody watched UNC Wilmington uh, in Virginia today? How did the uh, thoughts on that? It looks like we let a little we let uh, an opportunity slip. Not we, but CAA. That one slip. They blew it a little bit. I, mean, I really thought they were going to win. They were up a lot early, then they went on a couple of droughts, and some of their, like Fleming and uh, C.J. Bryce did nothing early on. Uh, I think Fleming turned it on towards the end of the game. but Fleming in the second half played really well. But like when, you're, when your best players don't play that well early on, it, it's a little difficult. But it was a good game the whole time through. It. I mean, it's just two good teams on a neutral court playing each other, and it's not like the best team won. It's just like, okay, that team happened to win on this day. I mean, I, I think they played a couple more times. Maybe Wilmington wins a couple of them. I mean, it wasn't like Virginia was by and far that better team. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping Kevin Keats leaves. <laughs> now, Virginia's defense was, coach. like, very interesting for me to watch because, you know, we watched Wilmington all year run up triple-digit scores in a lot of times. We watched them absolutely destroy us. Um, on our home court, but we're watching against Virginia, and I didn't really think, you know, you know, we're talking about the NCAA tournament, so all the teams are athletic, they're all good, they're all highly skilled, but out of the teams in this field of 64, I don't think people would say Virginia is the most athletic, one of the top athletic teams there, but their defense was just like, there's, the way they're coached on defense Wilmington could not penetrate. They could not drive like they could against pretty much anybody else in the CAA. And I don't think it was because necessarily of the athletes Virginia had, but more the technique and the focus on defense. Um, we have a bunch of like bigger, like we have no big wing players though either. Like we have our perimeter, especially once we lost over ten years. Just, just not that big, and we don't have that many great. But we have zero great defenders, and Virginia's known as a defensive team. I mean, I think they. What they I'm did. saying is, I had think they had anything to do with Virginia. I didn't see it. It was more of a team effort on defense. So you're saying it wasn't as much of like necessarily a, a singular defensive player. It was yeah. more like they a kind focus. of they knew how to kind of play against the game plan of UNCW, which was to kind of. Uh, slash uh, into inside, and they would just somehow block it. Somebody would jump in. I think it was tactic combined with focus. Okay, tactic combined with focus. Yeah. Are you making a deck about this soon? All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a deck tomorrow. Right. Can you equate that to a biblical verse? <laughs> <laughs> I did not plan to bring up a biblical verse. Just kind of. Yeah, don't worry. You off, never did. You never did. You tried to. You never. Made, that wasn't a biblical verse. What you said. <laughs> well, you guys confused me with the camel's eye. Someone brought up a camel's eye. No, me. it's a camel uh, going to through a needle. the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. Eye yeah. of a needle. Yeah. All right, but. Uh, Anything else, guys? Otherwise, I think I have, I have a couple of things, but I, I just want to make sure if there's any other topics. I know. So the snub that I was referring to at the top of this podcast, I don't know if anyone else saw this bullshit, but Fox Sports has a best team nickname bracket, and one of the regions is formidable and scary. Listen to the teams in this region. <laughs> Mastodons, Vandals, 
Pussies. Thunderbirds, spiders, razorbacks, golden griffins, cyclones, gators, delta devils, wolverines, lobos, leopards, thundering herd, yellow jackets, rattlers, catamounts. Where the fuck is a dragon in that list? <laughs> a dragon should be a goddamn number one seed if the category is called formidable, formidable and scary. Fucking snubbed. Doesn't even, <laughs> begin, doesn't even begin to describe Drexel's absence from this bracket. I like your level of dedication. I know. To Drexel, even in this stupid bracket that's <laughs> by someone. That being said, is is was that all teams that have made the NCAA tournament in the last 20 years? Uh, I don't know if that caveat is in it, but sure. it's certainly not teams that made it this year because yeah. fucking Delaware fighting in the friendly and funny region and they won their first round matchup yeah that's bullshit some yes <laughs> ah goddamn delaware always one-upping us i just wanted to give a so uh, you know we made some dragon's guest teas uh as part of our uh, little trip at charleston and i just wanted to give a shout out to the the company we ended up using custom ink Dot com just because of, uh, of of what had happened and what had happened was I initially placed an order uh, leading up to the tournament so I could make sure we had it ready for the tournament and we had uh, I wanted to get it out to our big winner crusty crusty old dragon uh, on Twitter but uh, the first delivery of the box uh, you know was delivered in front of my house in Philly. And uh, uh, promptly ganked uh, by Kensington by, <laughs> by somebody, uh, and I reached out to Custom Ink, uh, uh, and they were more than uh, graceful in uh, you know reshipping the whole thing without any cost to me. So that without that, I don't think uh, I, I think it, it took a very bad experience, a very t- bad taste in my mouth. Is this our first official ad? <laughs> it would be an it would be an ad if we were getting paid for it. It'd be, it'd be kind of are getting paid for it because the second time around, yeah, customink.com actually helped us out a lot. Uh, they made sure that our the t-shirts we ordered, uh, even if it was just for mostly for ourselves, weren't uh, you know for for nothing because uh, otherwise we wouldn't have anything. So I, I appreciate that. That being said, we do have a couple of uh, extra shirts that we ended up ordering that we like to give away. So if you guys are listening to this, just give us a shout out by just adding uh, us on Twitter or just, uh, you know, DM DM us or uh, hit us up on Twitter and uh, we have a few shirts to give away. So hold on. Let's make it a little more difficult, Leon. Like, make sure that they like add five Twitter users to our follow account. Mm. How about that sounds like a digital marketing uh, experts? I like a DM with the hashtag. Bill is always wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All of these are well within the realm of what will get you a Dragon's Cast t-shirt. If you get us five users, if you add us or DM us with uh, uh, Bill is always wrong, DMing (laughs) us with Bill is always wrong doesn't really get... uh, I don't think Nick realizes... I will send the t-shirt. I I don't think Nick realizes nobody else sees a DM, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) This is the whole marketing concept yeah. of this proposal. You're Bill, you're still there. wrong. 
All right, a, a, tw- a tweet with the hashtag. Tweet with it. Hashtag okay. Nick doesn't know how to market. <laughs> Any of those will get, will get yourself a Dragon's Cast t-shirt, assuming we have your size in stock of, of the free ones we have available. But uh, that being said, uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to everybody that actually followed us this season. I think we had some, uh, uh, I think uh, we had Scott and Dan on last week. Who had a very similar idea of you know? There's a lot of people that enjoy Drexel basketball. Uh, a lot of our things came from just the fact that we enjoy talking about Drexel basketball a lot. I watch uh, you know uh, the amount of time I've spent probably listening to or talking about Drexel basketball in the last 16 years since uh, I initially started following them. Uh, it was one of the reasons that I thought this would be at least a fun thing to pursue, uh, but. I didn't realize that once we actually did something like this, there'd actually be people, as many people as I, you know, that ended up listening to it, listening to it. So I do appreciate everybody that's actually listening to it. I just wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to that. It was an awesome first year. Really excited to keep this up next year. Thanks, Leon and our fans. You know, uh, I think we're excited about the team. So looking forward to continuing this next year. 2017, 2018 season, Dragons cast brought to you by Custom Inc. Question mark. <laughs> Kensington. <laughs> I like the little Kensington shout out there. That was really funny, Marshall. Uh, but that being said, we do have like an off season plan. Yeah, we're trying to put some stuff together, so it's not def. It's definitely not going to be as frequent as our two bi weekly podcasts that we were doing. But uh, we sh- we are trying to do something, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to do, uh, do a live broadcast from Nick's wedding, right? Yeah, of course. How can we not? We're all going to be in suits. Mm-hmm. That'll be the most drunken podcast ever. <laughs> I thought this was going to take the we'll cake. Get, but we'll get Nicole right. on the podcast, too. That'll be a challenge. challenge. Yes. Especially on our wedding day. I'm sure she has <laughs> much better things to do. <laughs> That would be funny if we just set up at a table next to one with a microphone. We're just like, <laughs> She's like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. A bottle of Jack Honey. Oh, we kind of have the bottle of Jack Honey either way. That's tradition. By, by the way, how quickly do you think the Uber driver consumed the alcohol we gave him as we left we the house? A lot Good of point. I mean, we gave him almost a full bottle, of, like a handle of vodka. So, almost a handle of rum. Just to rewind that a bit. Uh, we realized this past uh, a trip that we are much older than we think we are. Even though we bought, purchased a, a lot more beer and alcohol that we could consume, we were, uh, at the end of the trip, faced with a situation where we had bottles of alcohol, vodka, uh, headache-inducing whiskey. That was almost gone. <laughs> Bill's cheap whiskey. Rum. It was not cheap whiskey. And a significant amount of beer. That we were either going to waste or donate to our Uber driver. <laughs> he accepted it. He accepted it. And he had a great party that night. I'm sure he did. And he woke up with a huge headache expected, in the morning from Bill's whiskey. I don't think he saw that one coming where somebody ordered an Uber and all of a sudden they were just like, would you like this free alcohol? <laughs> he was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's. Well, that was the most racist. <laughs> oh my god! How was that racist? That wasn't racist. No, that I... that's not what he said at all. And I feel like that was like the impression you think a black guy was saying. He accepted some alcohol. Oh, I didn't say anything about that. I just said he said hell yeah. All right. <laughs> and on that note. Uh, <laughs>
Ha, 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 ha.